0: Welcome to Let's Talk. Here we will focus on the hustle, the juggle, and everyday struggle of small business. We will be here every week talking to small business owners about their everyday struggles, stresses, and ways they have been able to overcome the challenges of running their business. We welcome questions and comments, so please feel free to email us at admin at com. We hope you enjoy, and above all, we hope it helps. All right. Well, welcome to the hustle, juggle, and struggle of small business. Today we have on our show Ms. Veronica Morales of The Social Being, who's going to talk to us a little bit about digital marketing. You know, with the COVID-19, everyone's kind of gone in home or gone away from the office and physically connecting, and now everything is digital between Zoom and Google Hangouts and Skype and web conferencing. But we need to talk about how to keep the business afloat during this pandemic, during this shutdown. So we have on our show today, Veronica Morales of The Social Being. Welcome, Veronica.
1: Hi. Right. Well, thank you, Thalia, for having me. And thank you to David and the team. Excellent. So let's talk a little bit about
0: digital marketing in this particular area. Let's talk about what it is versus what it isn't. And then give our audience some tips, tools, potentially, that they may be able to implement during this particular time that will help them maybe navigate this particular pandemic or this particular situation. Because I'm a firm believer that what goes around comes around, it may not come around right away, but somewhere in the future, this could happen again, maybe not to this extent, but it could happen again. So talk to us a little bit about digital marketing
1: so well, yeah, so digital marketing, you know a lot of um small businesses when they come to us they they think that digital marketing is facebook and and uh Google ads. (laughs) And it's a little more than that. Um, I will say that um, when you, when you first develop your marketing plan, you do still, especially if you're in the, should I say, if you're still in the San Antonio market, uh, you really do need to combine traditional marketing along with digital marketing because grassroots efforts are still, you know, they're still great. They really are. Especially when you're doing that networking and the relationship based, um, There's nothing, they will never be anything more than human, you know, human to human, so to speak. Um, so definitely need to do that. But you do have to incorporate a digital marketing plan. And when we speak to small business owners, we tell them that. And we ask them, what is a small business? You know, we, I, I want to know what they know, you know, at, and, and get a grasp on that. And once they, you know, they let us know. Um, we, we kind of edu- You know, we love to educate, obviously. So we start with showing them um, a form or, or a, a uh, graphic that we have, and anybody can see this graphic. And I'm going to tell you that it's on our website. So the graphic is is on the social being b e i n g dot com forward slash t s b, which is the social being t s b. And then if you hit enter, you'll see it. So it's not something that you can just grab off. It's not like on a navigational bar or anything like that. Anyway, this this graphic really explains digital marketing and how it works. Because in all honesty, the heart of a digital marketing plan is your website. Everything that you do should drive traffic back to that website. So we start with... A website, obviously. Now, I'm assuming at this point that you do have a logo, that you do have some branding, you know, colors and your fonts and everything's matching because sometimes we have to stop and we have to go back and we have to look at your branding and make sure that that logo is correct and and everything else. So once that's all done and you have your branding intact, then we start with the website development. Website development, what I recommend is for a small business, at least a five-page website. It should have your homepage, your about us, um, your services could be another page. And then that, of course, can be broken down, whether it's sectioned out on a page or it can have its own page um, for SEO purposes. So it just depends on on what your budget is. Um, And then, of course, a contact page is always, you know, necessity So how to contact you, where you're located, how to get to you. And then the other page, we leave it for different things. We can even use it for testimonials. We've used it for events. We've used it for um, when somebody wants to take in like an intake form and it's, it's lengthy, you know, like if you're applying for a loan or uh, uh, different things like that. Um, We've also used it for an Instagram feed. So We have a client that, that sells uh, beauty products and and health and beauty products. And so they use that for their Instagram feed. So every time they take a picture on their Instagram, it automatically shows up on that page for their webs on their website. Nice. So, so yeah, so that's what I recommend five page websites and with on page SEO, that's what it needs to have in order to get found by, by people and indexed correctly on Google. and then make sure that website also has Google Analytics connected to it, because without that, analytics is huge in everything that you do. Uh, you need to know where, if that if it's working. You know, you may have, and so sometimes as, as a website grows, because that's what a lot of people don't understand. You can start with five pages, but then it can grow as you grow. And um, so as a website grows and you have those analytics, you are able to track where traffic is coming from what keyword phrases are actually working on your website and, and things like that. So, so very important. Um, and then in addition to that, you know, if obviously, like I was saying, you have to have your on, it's called on page SEO. So very important. I always give the example to small business owners about a vehicle, you know, you go and you buy a new vehicle and it's nice and shiny and it's leather interior it smells great. Right. Yeah. But you open the hood and there's no engine. Well that that car ain't going to go anywhere. <laughs> true. Very <laughs> you know? true. Very similar with a website. Website can be designed. It can look great. Can have images that are fantastic. Copy that's just on point with SEO. You know? But if it doesn't have the search engine optimization, it's not going to go anywhere. It's not going to get indexed by Google. People are not going to find you. So very important aspects of a website. Um, I also recommend a blog. You know, if you can write and you can at least three hundred and fifty words, put in on a blog on your website. Then, at that blog can go out. You can do links on on social. Um, you know, wherever if you have an email newsletter, put that link on there. Because every time someone clicks on that link, guess what? It's going to go back to your website. You want to keep people on a website as long as possible, because that's it's Google has like a timer on a website. So when you click on it and you start reading and it's actually engaging and it's relevant to what you were searching, Google's timing it and that clock's going. So the longer that you can keep someone on, the better it is for your Google um, search results for your website.
0: That's nice. That's real nice because a lot of people don't realize just how important it is to have that website engaging You know, how many of us Mm -hmm. have gone to a website, kind of perused through it, "Eh, nope, that's not what I'm looking for, and move on to something else? Google tracks all of that. That's a 30-second or 18-second visit or view versus two minutes, three minutes, or a minute and a half.
1: All of that makes a
0: difference, makes a huge difference.
1: It does. I mean, and, and speaking of design and everything, you know, Google, the number one thing that it's looking for is user experience. That website needs to be able... Now, Thalia, let me tell you, it used to be six seconds. Now, website has to come up in three seconds. Mm. If it's not up, mm. you get dinged. Yeah, and that's because people don't understand that, believe it or not, images, they need to be optimized. So there's two ways to optimize. You need to optimize it for web. In other words, your pixelization has to be lower. 72 is what we recommend. So people, you have to have a software in order to to make sure that that image is set 72 dpi. If you don't and you load it higher, guess what? It's going to take longer to load, which lowers the speed on your website. Mm. And people don't understand that. And in, in addition to that, that image needs to be optimized for the web with SEO. So not only do you have to upload it onto the website at 72 dpi, but once it's up there, then you have to make sure that it's has the correct keyword phrases so that it helps with your SEO, you know, when, when someone's searching. That's why sometimes you ever googled a term and then you see images pop up. Yeah. Well, yeah, well that's what it is. It's because those images are optimized with keyword phrases. So it ma- that match the website. So a lot, and that's why it's very important to get web Web support on your on your websites, because, again, going back to that vehicle without oil changes and tire rotations, you know, that vehicles, you know, it's not going to run. And so you need that. And so a website is very similar to that as well. You need to be able to maintain the back end of the website, especially on WordPress. And then um, and then you need to be able to make sure that, hey, you know, the links are working because every time a link isn't working, guess what? You get deemed you know um every time the, the the website has to be adaptive and responsive you know that's what we in 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 a friendlier term it's mobile friendly you know it has to be because people are looking at websites on devices so this is a, these are the kind of things that we try to educate our clients on and why we do the things that we do and why it takes 6 to 8 hours to build one page sometimes because we need to make sure that all these these I say a checklist that Google wants when we try to build our websites in Google, you know, with Google standards. So yes, we are constantly looking at that and it has to be maintained. So
0: that's amazing because of the Mm -hmm. amount of detail that's behind it. It's not just throwing a website together and making it look good to have a digital or internet presence because the internet is as vast as the universe. You could be a star in the universe and it has a hundred million planets. And if no one knows you're out there, you're literally out there in space. So yes. having those SEOs in place, when you build a website ahead of time will help you be located when someone is searching for you.
1: Yes. And the other thing is the reason why we recommend SEO support as well is because if, if you're a seasonal business You need to constantly be changing those keyword phrases. And let me give you an example. So we're in San Antonio. It's a huge, well, right now it's not, but it's a huge, you know, industry and travel. People come here to visit all the time. And so those keyword phrases need to be changing. So if you're looking, for example, for SeaWorld and you want, let's say you're looking for a hotel near SeaWorld. Well, you're going to type in hotel near SeaWorld, right? Mm -hmm. Most of those hits are going to come during the summer right? You're not going to be looking for that. Well, I mean, I know that SeaWorld has like their, their Christmas special, but you know, for the most part, they're not going to be looking for that in the winter because you know, you're just not really going to the park you're going during the summer. And so, so you're going to be looking for those keyword phrases, but then whereas maybe the whole, and then I'm speaking from a hotel's perspective on their website, but then maybe when the, 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 the winter comes, now your keywords may be changing based on football games, for example, or shopping at La Cantera, or those kind of things. Hotel near shopping, La Cantera. And so so that's why it's very important to look at your your seasons, your business, and that they those keyword phrases need to change based on how your business um changes, if that makes sense.
0: Yes, it does. Talk to us a little bit about app development as a digital marketing tool?
1: We don't do app development here. We actually partner with someone who does that. Um, I have had, so lately, the interesting thing is we haven't had a lot of people come to us for app development. And I think the reason is, is because a website, uh, if it's adaptive and responsive and it can show up on your mobile device, great. Sometimes you don't need that app. But I will tell you that apps are great for certain certain things. We went, I'll give you a great example. We went to, you know, we every year we go, except for this year, obviously, we go to South by Southwest in Austin, the interactive part of the festival. And last year when we went, we went to an AARP session. And I was amazed because, I, and I'm telling you this, because first of all, I didn't, well, Nike was on stage. So I'm thinking here, AARP, Nike. Okay. I would have never have thought of that. Right. I mean, because, you know, I know that, that uh, they tend to, I mean, you know what Nike is, they're sports and, and AARP tend to be, you know, Old baby people. yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, my mom, she exercises every day, but she's not necessarily a Nike, you know, a fan, if it makes sense. But right. yet my, my my nieces, you know, they're, they're different. Like they love Nike, so they're. All, I mean, my other nieces, so they're always wearing things, and it's it's just interesting. So, so that in itself was was why I was like, okay, but there was a reason for this. And so, when they were on stage and they started talking about what they do and how they utilize their app, very interesting. So, they were saying why they were there. I'll tell you that first because grandparents purchased a lot of Nike for their grandchildren. Wow. And for, yeah, so they were there and then they were saying why they wanted to download the app, why you want, you know, first of all, there's always, when you build an app, there's a challenge to get people to download it. And that's what a lot of people don't think about. They're like, yes, I want to build an app. Okay, great. And it's a great idea, but how are you going to get people to download? What is the incentive to download the app? And then the second thing is, what is the incentive to keep the app on your phone as easy as it was to download is as easy as it is to delete it. True. Right. So Nike was saying that what they do is they, they actually developed their app to where it syncs somehow, I guess API, who knows, um, Mm. with your steps. So you know how most phones have, um, it can track your steps without you even trying to track your steps. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So it is able to read that step count. The app was. And so what it was doing was every time you would hit a milestone and, and I don't know how they just, they didn't really talk about that, but they, you know, let's say 5,000, 10,000, I think that an average is 10,000 steps. So as soon as you would hit a milestone, and you kept it up for seven days straight, okay, so say you walked 10,000 steps in a week, the Nike app will automatically notify you and tell you, great job, here is a $25 gift card on us. I need to download that app.
0: I really need to download <laughs> that
1: app, okay? Yeah. Yeah. That's what they were saying. And so their thing was they were trying to, why were they doing it? Because they wanted, to, they weren't going to market it. So yeah, you just said you want to download it. And then how do you keep people engaged with your app by engaging with them? You know, sometimes I think, I mean, cause you know, I'm in this industry, so I have to, I just have to think about it from all different aspects. And I think, wow, that's a little intrusive Nike, you know, but in their defense, when you download the app, and usually it asks, will you allow for your notifications? Will you allow for your location? And I'm like, yep, allow, yep, allow. Guess yep. what? I just gave them permission to be intrusive.
0: Yes, you did, because you didn't read it, but you want that app. So <laughs> they make it where you can't get the app unless you agree to all of their conditions to receive it.
1: Exactly. And so it was like, wow, you know, and that's all everything that they were talking about at this session. And so again, I know you asked about apps, you know, and, and like I said, we don't really develop them, but I think that that's a great perspective. If someone's interested in an app, you need to think about those things. So,
0: wow, um, that's amazing. But see, (laughs) most small businesses do not have Nike money.
1: Exactly. And that's the other thing, the, just to build an app is going to be you know, a good app, should I say, it is definitely going to be pricey. And then to maintain again, needs that maintenance apps, you just can't, just can't build them. You need to maintain them.
0: Today we have Chris Hall from Pontum Financial. Let's talk a little bit about time is money. Time equals money.
2: Yeah. Well, everyone's heard the slogan. Time is money. It's never applied more than it does today everyone's got so many different things fighting for their dollars and everyone has so many different things that are fighting for their time. And that's the one thing that no matter how much money you make or how well your business is doing, you can never buy more of it. So everybody's got the same amount of minutes in the day and everybody's got to learn how to spend them the most efficiently. So I always tell people if there's something that you're doing that is taking more time than it would take a person who can actually do that task, whatever it may be. I always use it getting your oil change, for an example. I love changing my own oil, but if I can pay somebody $30 an hour as opposed to spending my hour doing it, if I you know want to make $100 an hour, then I'm not spending $30 an hour. I'm wasting 70
0: Wow, that's fascinating, Chris. Well, you know, that sounds like really, really good advice. How can we contact you for more?
2: The best way to contact us is to reach out by phone. It's 210 625 4845, our office is right off of 281 and bidders. You can follow us on LinkedIn or Facebook, and you can check out our website at pontemfinancial.com. That's P-O-N-T-E-M financial.com.
0: Chris Hall is a partner with Pontem Financial and offers securities and investment products and services through Waddell & Reed, Inc., W-R-I, member FINRA slash S-I-P-C. Pontum Financial is a separate entity from WRI. Let's talk about those social media platforms as well. You know, everyone thinks they need a Facebook or, you know, Instagram. Yes, talk
1: about this. Yes, so so that's also part of the digital marketing plan. Um, social media. You, what I tell small business owners is, be on be on the platforms that you can handle first of all because i ask them what your budget is are you going to do it in house if you're going to do it in house are you going to do it or do you have someone else doing it so you got to think of all these things because you don't want to be you don't want to create all your profiles and be great at it for a month and then drop the ball because then what you're doing is you are you set up these expectations for your your fans and your your customers and then guess what your the expectation is gone they got they got the habit of checking or your you know your your feed or what have you and then all of a sudden you just disappear mm. that's not that's not good business you know that's it's just not good for the brand so you need to make sure that you're consistent i mean all the platforms out there are great it just depends on what your goal is you know and so i think Everyone should have a Facebook page, no matter what. I mean, I've already heard people. I don't. I'm not on Facebook. Well, just because you're not on Facebook doesn't mean that your fans and your customers aren't on Facebook.
0: That's correct. Use- That's correct. Yeah. Because half the time, those people who aren't on Facebook, their customers are going to their Facebook page sometimes or Facebook before they'll search for them on a website or search for their website yeah. based on
1: their name. Exactly. So, I mean, in a perfect world, I would say you want to be on everything to at least have that presence, but at the same time, you need to be active, you know, and I'm not saying post every day. You want to post once a week, maybe even once a month. Okay. But don't let it, don't let it go stagnant where you're not, you're not active at all because that doesn't, that's not good for the brand. Um, I will also say that you need video you know, video needs to be on your social. Now it's huge, huge trend. The social media conference that I went to earlier this year, right before everything happened, they were talking about video. I mean, and there's different programs that you can use. Um, Canva has one. Uh, um, I know that, uh, Adobe spark is one, you know, different. There's, if you just Google, you know, uh, video makers, for social those are you know some have a cost some don't it just depends but the, those are great tools to use and you need to use them and then you need to put so this is where everybody gets confused about videos so facebook it's great to put a video on there it's good to it's great to do a live video as well but that's not going to get indexed on google because google and facebook are not friends they are on two different areas you know i always say they're like kids and they play on two different playgrounds you know mm-hmm. um so, so what you want to do is you, if you're going to go live, I suggest somehow, because we use Ecamm, which is a, um, you can use that to to film your videos, you know, live streaming and things like that. So you can actually record your your live video and then later put it um, onto a YouTube channel because people, if they're going to Google, they're going to find the YouTube channel, right? right. So you kind of lean two birds with one stone and then... Once it's on that YouTube channel, you can get that embed code and embed it into your website. So there you go. So now you have it on your website, you have it on a YouTube channel, and then of course you have your Facebook live. That is covering all your base And then of course if you're going to do Instagram, then there's another way to do that as well, but you know, you're covering as much as you possibly can. And so and and, and that's where a lot of people get confused. They're like, "Oh, I have to do a separate video." And no, it can be the same one, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, And then, um, the other thing about that is you definitely want to make sure that, that when you do your videos again, they have to be optimized SEO, especially on YouTube, put those keyword phrases in there. Um, because then it won't get found, you know, true, because it's like that grain of sand on a beach. Yes. The other aspects of digital marketing, I would say that are important as well is, um, So, a lot of people say, why event event marketing and email marketing to me go hand in hand? Again, that's throwing a little more digital and I'm sorry, traditional and grassroots. And I said, because how many times have we all gone to a conference or a trade show or something of that nature? And us as the market, you know, like from a marketing standpoint, you know, you go and you buy coffee mugs. Like, I know you guys are coffee mugs because we still have them, you know? Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Yeah, and and um, so you go and you buy the coffee mugs, or and, and then you go to the, the trade show, and people want the coffee mugs, and you're like, yeah, but how much did you spend on those? Anywhere between three to five dollars. Well, you need to be able to capture a lead from people, so that's when I always recommend having an iPad where they can, you know, sign up. Even if it's just, you can pull up your website if you already have that email marketing. You know, sign up for our newsletter. to so just pull up the website. And have them on iPads and just have people fill in their, you, their email address. That way you capture that lead. You can turn around later, create your newsletters, market to them, and then hand them their cup. And we're done. You know, yep. simple.
0: Very simple. It's like um, trying to get into that app. You know, you have to do all the precursor stuff first before you yes. can access that app. So before you can get that mug, give us your contact information.
1: Yes, exactly. That's huge in the marketing um, plan as well. And then the last thing I want to, well, actually just two more things I want to mention. Link building within the website and directory listings. So they're kind of different, but they're kind of the same. You know, how many times do you go and you have, so the number one thing I tell clients, one of the first things I say is, have you ever Googled yourself? And here was like, oh no, (laughs) Google the name of your business and Google your name and see what comes up. And that's reputation management, right? Yes. Well, so you want to make sure that when you Google the business name, that the business address is correct, that the business phone number is correct, that the business hours are correct. How many times have we Googled a business you and you use the drive to location to get to them, and you get there and they're closed? Frustrating. Very much. So yes, you need to keep up with that. Um, being you need you know being has its own. Yahoo. I think Yahoo and Bing might've merged though. I have to ask, confirm with Megan, but Google, my business has its own. Now Waze has its own. Mm, <laughs> its yes. own. Yeah. So you need oh, an Apple maps has its own because we actually had a client who kept saying, why is it not taking me to you? And we couldn't figure it out. And then we figured out, Oh my goodness, we forgot about Apple maps. It's its own. It's its own platform. So now we have our checklist, obviously, because we forget as well, you know, we're we're constantly talking about Google, but there's others out there that you just need to make sure they're consistent. So
0: I got you. Would you suggest for someone who is starting out in the digital marketing of their company to develop processes, what would be one of the first things you'd suggest for them to do?
1: So um you need to create a Gmail account that will run all your Gmail products. It can't be a personal Gmail as well. So it would like for us, it's the social being at gmail.com. So you need to create that and all your Google products from your Google, your YouTube, your analytics, your ads. If you're going to run ads, eventually everything needs to filter through there and then the other thing that you need to do, if you if you're not going to use that email, you can create another email in your company that's like an admin at because we have an admin app. We don't market that email, but that is to run all our in-house programs. So every time we we sign up, just think of it like this: every time you sign up for a new service, um, you know whether we, we're using it for accounting or Sweb or whatever. We use that email so that everything comes into that email and and you have control. Also, your billing. You know, if you have different emails you're using and bills are going different places, that's not good, you know. So you need to really yeah, you need to streamline your email before you even start doing anything. Um and I and I would suggest using an email that's not a personal email. I would also suggest If you're going to have someone in your um, organization help you do some of this, you may want to add them as a user to some of these accounts and not give them the admin um, email and password. God forbid that they decide to leave you or walk out or you get into an argument of some sort. They could go and literally push a button and your company is gone. And we've seen it happen. Yeah. Yeah. So you don't want to give that access to anyone other than maybe yourself and another person. I mean, I always tell clients, make sure you have a password sheet or something in case something were to happen to you. Well, then somebody needs to run your company and get in there because we've seen that happen as well. Nobody has logins and there's only so much you can do. I will tell you that Twitter will not, will not give you access. They don't care who you are. What you do, if you don't have that password to Twitter, you're pretty much you're pretty much uh, dead in the water. Everyone else, I mean, we've even worked with Facebook, LinkedIn. Um, they will ask for, you know, uh, copies of DBAs, LLCs, uh, bank statements, you name it, just to verify that you are who you are or that you have ownership of the company. But you know, it, it takes. And Google's very particular. Google has now gotten with verifications on Google My Business. Lately, they've been wanting to do video calls to make sure that you're an actual location. Uh, and they've also been requiring that now you have a domain name for the business and an email address for the business. So before, say you had um, 123 Painting Company, right? And you had the domain 123painting.com, but your email address was still Roger Ray at Yahoo.com. Well, now Google will not verify your Google My Business if it's not Roger Ray at one two three paintingcom
0: mm. Protection, oh yeah, protection. Yep,
1: yeah. and that's just recently happened here, especially with COVID. Um, we ran into that about two weeks ago. So it's if it, they're con- you know, they're constantly keeping their platforms updated, increasing security measures. And so you need to make sure that you have access and passwords to everything and leave it somewhere in case something were to happen to you.
0: Agreed. I love it. I love it. Any other little last minute advice that our audience could probably utilize for digital marketing? Understanding what SEO is, which is search engine optimization, search Uh engine marketing, which is S-E-M. Also mm-hmm. having a platform that you can manage that social media platform. You don't have to be on everyone that's out there. Pick the one mm-hmm. that you can manage as well as where your audience is, because mm-hmm. we both know that Facebook is the beast that's out there, but you also have other ones and not everybody, like you say, is on Facebook, but what do they yes. search Facebook or Instagram, yeah. you know, and depending yeah. on what your product or service is, It kind of dictates the platform that you're on because if you're more visual, where are you going to go? Instagram. Mm -hmm. But if you're doing more socially involved things in the community, then maybe Facebook is your best place to be along with a complimentary version or a complimentary um, account with Instagram to showcase the pictures.
1: Yes. I would say that uh, the number I get, the last thing I want to say is that you need, it doesn't matter what you're doing. You need to look at those analytics. Mm -hmm. Because posting times are essential to your business. A great example, a bar. Why are you gonna post at eleven AM if you're a bar? That just doesn't make sense. No, it doesn't. You're gonna post probably anytime after two PM. Um, and then let people know, hey, these are our specials, so to speak, you know, or or you know, those kind of things. Uh, if you're children, if you if you uh, your business is geared towards children, then that's when you're doing those. 7 a.m., 8 a.m. posts, 11 a.m. posts, because more than likely parents are looking early in the morning, what to do with their kids. You know, what are we going to do today? Where are we going to go? So, 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 but all that shows in the analytics, you don't have to guess at anything. You just look at those analytics who's coming here. So you want to know who's coming to your stuff, you know, your, your, your website or your Facebook, whatever it is that you're looking at, what are their demographics? What time are they coming? Um, are they engaging with you? Are your posts engaging? You know, if they're not, if you're not getting any engagement and what engagement means like, like shares comments, if that's not happening, guess what? You need to change something up because you may think what you posted is great, but obviously your fan base doesn't. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's again, and all that is in the analytics. So huge, huge aspect. I mean, that's, I always say that's the number one component, and I give the the example again of you're like a you know you're like a hamster on a wheel. You're going and going, and you're doing this, and you're posting, and you're doing a blog. And but if you don't know like what's going on, and you know like are they coming? Or are they actually listening to that podcast? Are they reading your blog? Then you're using all those efforts for nothing. You're going nowhere. You know that's why I say that's the last thing and the most important. Aspect of digital marketing.
0: Totally understand. Well, Veronica of the Social Being, tell us how can we get in contact with you to utilize your expertise.
1: Yes, so so our website address is thesocialbeing.com. Um, if you're interested in this in this diagram that I've been talking about today, that would be thesocialbeing.com forward slash tsb for the Social Being. Um, our phone number is two one zero. 901 one We're open Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 5. And you can reach us anytime within those hours. One of our team members will take your information, direct you to our website because we do have a intake form. And then someone will get back to you.
0: Wow. Well, thank you so much, Veronica Morales of the Social Being. We appreciate you being on the hustle, juggle, and struggle of small business. I am Thalia Williams, your marketing concierge. For David B. Plemons CPA. Thank you once again for joining us, Veronica. Thank you. For more information about any of our guests, or if you have questions and comments, please email us at admin at And don't forget to check out our website, PlemonsCPA.com, for upcoming events and workshops in San Antonio.
2: David B. Plemons CPA, Inc. is providing this podcast as a public service, but it is neither a legal interpretation nor a statement of David B. Plemons CPA, Inc. policy. Reference to any specific product or entity does not constitute an endorsement or recommendation by David B. Plemons CPA, Inc. The views expressed by guests are their own, and their appearance on the hustle, juggle, and struggle of small business podcast does not imply an endorsement of them or their concepts or any entity they represent. Views and opinions expressed by David B. Plemons CPA, Inc. employees are those of the employees and do not necessarily reflect the views of David B. Plemons CPA, Inc. or any of its officials. You should always consult your own investment advisors, attorneys, and accountants before making any decisions concerning your financial matters. If you have any questions about this disclaimer, please contact our office.